Shane of Organic Poison Podcast. The reason that you clicked on this podcast to listen to it. Um, yeah, so every week on Deviant Behavior Radio, I do a show called Toxic Tunes and Trends. And uh, today I'm going to be playing some clips from that show that I really want you guys to start tuning in with me. Now, we don't save these episodes. Well, we save the episodes, but we don't actually upload them anywhere. Not as of right now, at least. So I figured I would put together a compilation for you guys to check out and maybe start encouraging you fellas to tune in with us on Thursdays. Obviously, you show up on Tuesdays and throughout the week whenever you come back and listen to uh, Organic Poison on the DSPs. But for those of you who didn't even realize that there was a whole radio station going on called Deviant Behavior Radio, well, I'm going to show you what I got going on over there in addition to the podcast. Uh, if you uh, are a listener who has been listening to the podcast for a while, or if you are someone who has made it to the podcast uh, due to hearing it on Deviant Behavior Radio, uh, thank you for tuning in, as always. Um, if you happen to be interested in supporting this podcast, I believe this is going to be – if we considered this an episode, we'd be pretty close to episode 60. I think it's either 58 or 59. It might actually be 59. Nonetheless, if you're interested in supporting this podcast, you can do so by hitting me up, uh, organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com. Uh, message me if you want to be a sponsor on the show. Um, I don't have set prices. Really, well, Let's work something out. Let's work something out. Um, I have plenty of things to be raising money for. Uh, regarding my creative space um so email me or you can uh just hit me up and just send me a dollar at uh cashapp.com excuse me cash app organic poison that's p-o-i-s-n so there's no second o in poison but uh we also have um paypal.com slash shane is o that's s-h-a-n-e-i-s-o or the email to that is Shane Earl O. That's S H A N E E A R L O, as in oval, at gmail.com. Uh, more importantly than that, though, you know, money's nice, but if you guys wanted to make sure wherever you're listening to this, you bookmark it, or if you're on one of the DSPs, you click like the, put the, click a star and uh, click like. Um, follow the page. Um, be sure to tell all your friends that you listen to this podcast. And uh, if this is your first time coming here and you're hearing this and it's kind of playbacks from the radio show, Toxic Tunes and Trends, well, there's a whole lot of other episodes you can go back and check out. Guys, please go back and check them out. We've got a very illustrious list of guests that have been on here before, and we're about to bring back some old guests and we're about to uh bring on some pretty uh ravishing new guests uh a lot of artists on the way for sure um also on toxic tunes and trends on here you're hearing me talk but i also play music so it's pretty much like a uh 25 minutes of talking 35 minutes of you know music so come tune in we raise hell we play all kinds of music from metal to rap to punk it's always pretty high energy is the goal for uh, the show because it's on Thursday nights and it's like right before the weekend. So I want everybody to get ramped up and amped up and ready to rage, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, all of you guys out there doing your thing, I'm uh, so stoked for you. The fall is coming and in uh, 15 days, September 28th, well, whenever you listen to this, on September 28th, I'm dropping new music. I'm making it all weird and mysterious and shit online, but if you're listening to my stuff and you're keeping up with me, then you always get to hear a little bit more about what I'm up to. Mind you, I know I'm not a celebrity, 
but some of you guys care. Some of you guys give a damn. So I'm just letting you know. I've had some people who have put uh, uh, donated to the Shano Fund, and that has helped me put towards being able to uh, throw together a, a nice little project with a couple little uh, extras in there, and it's going to be fun. It's going to, you know, at this point, it's all legacy play. Uh, music is 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 uh, my first love, and we're just going to do as much as we can, have fun with it, and make it the most exciting thing we can with the budget we have and the time we have. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So I hope you guys are having a kick-ass week, and I hope you're ready to rage out with me this Thursday for Toxic Tunes and Trends. And every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Deviant Behavior Radio is a brand-new episode of the podcast. I guess with the exception of this week, because this technically isn't an episode of the podcast. But I'm going to name it an episode anyway. So let's freaking go. Thank you guys for tuning in. Check it out. What's up? It's your boy. Shano, Shane Smith. Sorry, I started with the Shano tonight because I don't know. I guess I'm feeling good. It's nice to be back on the radio with your boys uh, and girls. Maybe there's some girls that happen to listen to this. You know, chances are there's probably not. Uh, but that's all good. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. Maybe maybe the ladies will come around eventually. Not like we're uh, looking for them because we're bros and we're broing out and broing some bro shit. Speaking of the ultimate Chody McBird, by the way, you were listening to Toxic Tunes and Trends with Shano. I'm your host. Uh, hope you guys are having a great week. Yes, today is the last night before the weekend. So, uh, yeah, that is the reason why we're doing this. So, um, you know, before I get into any of the topics that I had in mind beforehand, I, I've got something. I've got something that I want you guys to hear about. Uh, there is apparently a Russian uh, millionaire politician guy that shot someone, shot a man because he thought that that man was a bear. Now, how that's a logical excuse, I have no idea, but, uh, you know, apparently it happened. It is a thing. Yeah, uh, Russian man shoots man. Russian man shoots man. Sorry, I was going to listen to it on CNN, but they, uh, CNN.com was the first thing that popped up. But yeah, Russian millionaire admits killing man he mistook for bear. Yeah, uh, pretty, oh, he's a, he's a millionaire lawmaker from Russia's far east. Has said he accidentally shot dead, shot dead a man he mistook for a bear that had been terrorizing the area. Okay, well, that sounds pretty pretty crazy. So I'm guessing what he's saying is that there was a bear that had been terrorizing the neighborhood, and he shot and killed the man because he thought that the man was the bear. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, I've heard of people thinking that someone who had a hairy chest or something like that. Oh, he's oh what? I think that it's a term for uh like chubby gay men. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. So if there are any chubby gay men listening, hairy chubby gay men. I guess that kind of makes sense, though. They're like a bear. <laughs> thats I guess it's not really that far-fetched. You don't have to dig that deep to figure out what that is or the comparison there. But, yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys that a Russian man shoots a guy. Hopefully it wasn't one of his homies. I'm assuming it wasn't one of his homies. But, uh, yeah, so Harvey Weinstein got off for one of his charges. Yes, you heard me correctly. Harvey Weinstein, the, the salivating... Fecal Peter Master has somehow gotten off of one of his charges. Now, I'm not surprised. When Bill Cosby got out, we were like, yep, we all turned our eyes to where, wherever Harvey Weinstein is. 
I thought he was supposed to die, like, before COVID. They were like, oh, yeah, he's in deathly ill conditions. Now I'm, you know, it's not for me to say whether he should or shouldn't die. But uh, I thought he was going to die, and he's not dead. So why is he still alive, and why is it that he's getting off of one of his cases? Um, that is something that I'd like to know a little bit more about. Uh, oh, okay, the first thing that pops up whenever you type in Harvey Weinstein, top story, New York Times. October 5th, 2017. Harvey Weinstein paid off sexual harassment accusers. Why did they have that on there from that long ago? I have no idea. But, let's see. Los Angeles judge dismisses sexual battery charge against Harvey Weinstein. One hour ago. But it looks like this has come out. It has come out earlier today. Now, to what extent this is, I guess we're about to find out. A Los Angeles County judge has dismissed one of 11. Oh, my God. CNN. Shout out to all these people who uh, know how to just scroll through all these uh, things. It's like every time I click on something, it just wants to pop up. Oh, he gets one of 11 sexual assault charges dismissed. Uh, It's 11 charges. So, I mean, I guess he's got 10 to go if he thinks he's going to get to walk free. Which, to be fair, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be able to get to walk free, if you will. Uh, you know, the pictures that I've seen, he, he looks, these pictures right here, he looks pretty, I guess he might be old already. But he kind of looks like he's decrepit, like he's falling apart. And to be fair, I'm not going to be mad if he does. He, it just makes you wonder. You know, all this stuff, now, this is not an, an, me excusing this creep, nasty bastard, to any extent of the, you know, ex, any extent of the law, any stretch of the imagination. But, I am curious, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> excuse me guys, I was reading something. I am a little curious, like, how much of what he has done, how much of what he has done, like, been that raw of some shit like what is it that he did because if all these people were friends with like why why aren't we mad at the people who are friends with him as well you know what i'm saying like now i'm not one for canceling people but if we're talking about like this dude was pretty much more or less i mean he was sexually assaulting women and supposedly his compadres you know possibly knew about it as well well why have why is nobody just ever listen there are people's friends who have been canceled for way less. I'm just saying. Like, it's crazy to me that like the the uh, that certain people in this world just get a pass. Like, how's Oprah? Like, not people aren't tripping on Oprah. Oprah's been connected to a lot of sketchy motherfuckers, and Oprah's still Gucci. Now, mind you, if if we're gonna say that, hey, you can't blame somebody for what their you know a, a acquaintance does. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I mean, I, I can get behind that. And for the most part, that's kind of how I feel. Obviously, you shouldn't be complacent with someone's, you know, dangerous behavior. But it's possible that these rich people all are not as close as we think they are. And we're just looking for a reason to bitch and complain about other celebrities and famous people and politicians and successful people. But if we're going to do that, then we need to keep that same energy with other people as well. Because it's not always the case whenever somebody is a... Uh, got a homie or something that does some sketchy shit or just because i work with somebody which I, I don't but i'm just saying say i work with somebody who does some sketchy shit what you want me to do blow the place up like i don't know i digress i'm not trying to i'm not trying to uh 
shoot Harvey Weinstein. And Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. I'm not trying to shoot him any bell. I am curious though why it is that he is a. Uh, his 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 other rich friends that uh happen to be incredibly wealthy that were just like oh man you know it's all good man and they're like oh yeah harvey you're such a bad guy even though man we were we've got footage of you saying you guys are best friends i digress britney spears is free i mean i'm pretty sure that's what this means her father has resigned as uh her conservator so, you know, I'm pretty confident that that means that she is loose as a goose. Don't get her started. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she's a free woman. Now, I was talking about this earlier at work. When I read about it, I was like, oh, man, how cool. Britney Spears is, you know, a free woman. She's, she's, she's not under the, the range of her father anymore or her family or her conservators, if you will. What if we found out she just, like, got all access to all of her money, just say, like, 50, 60 million dollars, like she's just got in the bank or access to? And she goes and does some crazy shit and dies. Like, what if she just goes and fucking goes batshit out of this world absolutely crazy? After all of this campaigning that, I mean, I said, I've been saying free Britney, but nowhere near in comparison to the amount of people who are just dedicated to that free Britney shit, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Hell yeah. But just think of it as like all that, all these months and all these years really for her and come to find out like she really was just off, like completely fucking gone and she gets that money and becomes like a, a crystal meth addict, like Heisenberg crystal meth. Like she just buys all the best meth. She smokes like 20 grand worth of meth in like a week and a half. Like to the face. Without sharing. Because now she she has all of her shit. So she just buys a mansion. Or rents a mansion out. Airbnbs a mansion out on top of a mountain. And smokes down 20 grand worth of meth in a week. And she's just gone. And the whole time she's like tripping acid too. Like. Think about being on acid and smoking meth. I'm sure somebody out there's done that. Somebody who's going to end up hearing this is definitely tripped acid and smoked meth. I mean, I don't know. I haven't, but I'm saying somebody out there has. You know, either way. Look, we're going to get into playing some more music, and when we come back, I'm going to get to talking to you guys about rich kids. Now, mind you, if there's any of you rich kids listening, chances are, you know... I don't know. You might suck, but hopefully not. But we're going to talk about rich kids and their impact on us as young children, as teenagers, and as adults. Anyway, I hope uh, I hope that you guys continue to enjoy the music that I have for you. And I hope that you continue to listen and stay tuned to Toxic Trends and Tunes. Tunes and Trends. Trends and You tunes. cannot lie. You cannot lie. That is some of the heaviest shit ever. Just that I don't know, that shit goes so hard, man. I mean I know Creed has has definitely been like the uh the cornerstone of a lot of really shitty jokes. Understandably so, uh Scott Staff or whatever his name is, he's a bit of a chode monkey, but in the same breath They have uh they have they have uh lingered they they permanently take up space in my house. I mean, in my brain, rent free. I think that that's uh, what the saying. I think that's the saying of which people use in those cases. 
Uh, for some reason, they always continue to pop back up and pop back up and pop back up. I'm like, I got a good reason to uh, to go listen to them. <laughs> and usually it's like, I don't know, they got really powerful choruses. You know, I'm not about to spend much more time talking about them, but they are pretty awesome. And I remember being a kid and watching, like, uh, by the way, I'm totally down with talking shit about Creed. I think I will pick Creed, and I will take the jokes about Creed versus me being like, yeah, man, I, I fucking love Nickelback, man. Shout out to uh, the, 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 the guys that run this uh, establishment in which I'm broadcasting on because they said you're not to play Nickelback. They said you're. You can talk about how you fucking you know, or despise communism or what you know about communism because apparently I know nothing about communism. You can talk. You can play whatever the fuck you want, but under no condition are you allowed to play Nickelback. For the love of God, I think maybe uh, I don't remember who the other bands were. Uh, I think I do. Uh, U2 I will not be playing any U2 on here. I might play Hillsong. U- is it Hillsong United? I might play some Hillsong. I might play some Third Day. Hell, I might play some Carmen. But I am not going to play U2. You like that? Did anybody catch the reference? Because all of U2's music sounds like praise and worship music. It's like you just showed up at church camp and bam, Bono walks up. I will wear who we lay. I'm Only to be with you. Just like that. And then, I lifted up a dirty mandatory. And that's still Bono. He's going in. You're like, wait, what? What just happened? Exactly. Two completely different songs, both Bono. Anyway, actually, I mean, you know, just verbatim, I don't think that uh, U2 has ever played at church camp anywhere. But their music sounds like that. Now... You know it's definitely like morning service, or no, right there at the beginning of the night service. When you're at church camp, and it's the, the second service of the evening, and it goes into, uh, you walk in there, and they start out, of course, with the digga 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 whatever that song is, but by the second or third song, before it starts going down, and they get everybody, uh, you know, feeling emotional, it goes into, uh, hello, hello, hola. It's a place called Vertigo. And everybody's like, yeah. Every teenager from here to Baldwin County, Alabama is in there and just, you know, getting lit. Getting very tired. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube definitely probably belongs at uh, church camp or like youth night or one of those big things where they have all the kids that usually get together on Wednesday night. They don't see each other other than when on Wednesday nights when the church does something on the weekends for the youth or whenever you go to youth night. Which I guess would constitute for the things that you do on the weeknights. Or on a weekend night. Eh, I digress. Anyway, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, so I want to talk to you guys for just a second about rich kids. Okay, you remember when you were a kid and you were friends with like rich kids and uh, or you weren't. Maybe you weren't friends with rich kids. I mean, when I was a kid, I was not friends with rich kids because I was not rich. Now, that's probably a generalization for me to say it was because I was not rich. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that when we were kids, kids, that it actually mattered that much. It would be more on our parents than it would be on us as kids. Now, that goes to the point of fast forward you go too far back but fast forward in our conversation 
rich, usually, typically, rich parents don't hang out with broke parents, right? I mean, typically. Now, see, something that's interesting to me is because they always, and this is probably the case for some people, I'm sure, but it's like, you, you know, you always hear like, oh, well, you know, commonly, oh, you're a white guy, so you probably don't know any black people, or vice versa. It's like, actually, truth be told, I, and say as a kid, and say you're not a socially crafted creature, you're not someone who just goes and socially hangs out with people. I, I have managed to be able to meet people and stuff like that, but think about it. In my neighborhood, we grew up, and it was, I guess, multiracial, as you would, I think that's how it's said, multiracial neighborhood. Multicultural, and I don't know, it's small town, so it's all pretty much just a jumbled up one culture. But, and so to me, it's crazy. I'm thinking, like, but you know, you know who I didn't spend a lot of time with when I was a kid until I got older and started playing music? I didn't spend very much time with rich kids. I never hung out with rich kids. The only time I ever spent any time around rich kids was when we were doing something like soccer or like a church or, you know, Bible school or something like that because I was also homeschooled. Uh, and most of the time they were assholes <laughs> I mean like almost every single time you hung out with a rich kid when you were kids and you know young teenagers they were dickheads now mind you I knew dickheads that were not rich uh, and I knew nice I guess I guess I knew nice people that were you know but you were always more inclined to it really boils down to this. The brokest guy on the playground is going to be the biggest asshole next to, tied to the biggest asshole with the guy who is probably the richest dude on the playground. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're both going to be assholes. One of them's miserable, and the other one is just like, I'm cooler than you, or I'm, I'm better than you because I've got a bunch of money. It's not because they have a bunch of money. It's because they have a sense of entitlement that they've gained from their, you know... They're rich parents. <laughs> now, as an adult, obviously, I see things a little bit differently. I don't look at it with such judgment because in the same breath, it's like, hey, versus what? Like, you grow up, bro. If you if anybody was given the option to raise their kid with them being poor or raise their kid with them having money, like, if you, you couldn't pick in the middle. So you're either filthy rich or you have no money. Well, chances are most of us who are not filthy rich are going hit, to hit you with the, uh, yeah, I'd rather raise my kid filthy rich. Maybe somebody who's been filthy rich for their entire life would say something different. Maybe they'd be more inclined to say, well, you know what, probably, maybe. They would be. They would have some kind of like a weird spell of humility and be like, you know, I, it would be so much better for us to have had grown up with no raised you with no money, so that way you could have learned something about the world. Well, I don't think that that happens very often for, I mean, you know, I try to base everything off of some kind of a uh, like statistic, statistical margin, and it, really, if you think about it, it's like most people don't think like that. They're too prideful. Uh, maybe by the time you get on your deathbed, when your children are full grown. But yeah, and to be to be honest, well, who would trade? Who, like, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a position to trade being filthy rich for being broke. Like, even if you were just given the opportunity most people are going to be like well it's not worth the risk but on the other way around it's almost it's the same probably marginal area like area where you're not going to find very many people who are going to be like you know what i'd rather stay poor and not become filthy rich 
It's like you hear all this stuff about people who are filthy rich have all these problems. It's like, well, guess what? We have problems too. So it's like if you're just going to give me a whole different list of problems when I become rich, part of me feels like I'd rather deal with those problems. You know, there's a there's another side to the argument. You could easily say, well, maybe you're just too maybe you're just too worried about money. Maybe you shouldn't be so worried about money because if you're that caught up with money and financial gain, it's like uh, maybe you're missing out on the, the point of life. It's like, no, 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 I'm not trying to say that, which maybe a little bit. Maybe I am using that a little bit in vain. Maybe I am just a, a little tiny bit in vain, whether it be just because I've been majorly broke for most of my life. Not saying that I've, I've never really – only a handful of times have I ever had to go without anything. But it's just one of those things where, you know, I mean, obviously there's people who are broker than me. In this country, there's people who grew up with way worse lives, way worse situations. But, you know, I mean, we were not uh, we were not top of the food chain in the town where I was from. We were not even close. Uh, I don't even know that you'd call us middle class. But to be fair, I don't really know what that, what the definition of that is now, much less in the 90s, uh, early 2000s. Enjoy. With that being said... Uh, yeah, so for some reason, uh, rich kids always seemed like they had some kind of entitlement, and we never really hung out with them that much, and I don't think that that was because of their entitlement. I think separately, it was because rich parents don't hang out with other poor parents, not that often. Uh, and usually if they do, it's like because they invite you over for dinner or something, and maybe your family went to church with them or something, and you're like, oh yeah, we're hanging out at the rich people's house, and it's like you only go over there like once every couple of months. And it's like now as an adult, I think to myself, which, I mean, to be fair, I'm, a, I'm 28 years old. I've got a two-year-old, and uh, I live in a town where not very many of my friends live. Um, so, like, I was about to say, as far as, like, get, getting out and being – well, also, the past two years, we've been in pan pandemic mode. So it's really kind of hard to comfortably go out and do anything, even for those months that everything was open. It still was weird. Uh, but – you know, I I, I just I, I wonder I wonder you know like what that what that is why is it that we have that even as adults we find ourselves you know we don't we we don't socialize outside of our class it's like uh it's rare that you ever see pictures and I think that this goes with a lot of different things it's weird how we all kind of click up even still as older people you see pictures of girls all the girls kind of look the same. You see pictures of guys. All the guys kind of look the same. And it's like it's rare that you see like a group of dudes that look like they went to private school and or they just got off the golf course. And, a, uh, you know, three of these kind of guys and three of these guys that look like they're about to go see Slayer. It's very rare that that ever happens. Now, mind you, subcultures will subculture. It's like, but you just have to wonder, my th thought process, and I don't have an answer to this or w what it could be that causes this, but why is it that people are so obligated to be separated in such a way? I mean, the whole goal of me sparking this conversation was actually mainly to talk about class, but I guess there's a, a deeper a deeper scenario there, like, or something, a side question. It's just why is it that we have, we don't hang out, people don't mix and mingle you know, it's like the, the metalheads never go to uh, Brewski's and the uh, the prep kids only go to the tavern whenever the tavern is uh, closed for a special party. <laughs> Very few of y'all get that reference, but still, it's to me, it's 
it is an interesting thing. You, you always wonder, but I, and those people just don't know each other. And chances are, most, most, a lot of those people who are the dedicated rockers uh, probably grew up with less money, <laughs> or grew up in less fortunate households. And the ones that did grow up with money, they were outcasts, or they were probably not. They were anomalies in their social group. They were not at the top of the food chain when they decided that they wanted to get into Whitechapel and you know Slayer. Megadeth, you know, uh, or whoever, ceremony, trash talk, whoever, whoever, whatever. Uh, I digress. You know, I do want you guys to know that I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, here in just a minute, I'm going to play for you Sire Hayes. I've played him on here before. What's going on? From the east to the west, from the north to the south, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to... Deviant Behavior Radio's Toxic Tunes and Trends. Damn, that is a lot to say. That is a lot to say. But I said it wrong, and I'm going to probably say it wrong forever. Hi, my name is Shane Smith, and welcome to Toxic Tunes and Trends on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Hey, that was good. Just shouldn't have did it with a goofy voice. None the fucking less football season has started. It is back. The time has come. Look, I know that you probably wouldn't expect to come here and hear about football. Well, let me talk about it for just a second because it is football time. Right now, there's a game happening, and it is halftime. Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first game of the season. And, uh, you know, I hate both of these teams. Like, both of these teams are the bane of my existence. But for the sake of, at least we know football is back. Now, some of you probably don't give a rat's ass about football, but that's fine. Uh... Because I do, and I'm talking about it. So, I got Tom Brady as my quarterback on my uh, fantasy team. Now, mind you, I am not a fantasy league virtuoso. I do not really know that much about football at all. But I get excited when it comes around. It makes me think about getting together with the boys. And, like, even when I didn't care, or even if it's a game that I don't care, if you happen to get out with the boys and there's a game on you, it could be like some team out of West Texas versus whoever and you're like yes I'll take it I will take it uh but uh yeah I'm hoping that Dak Prescott breaks his leg and if he doesn't break his leg okay I don't hope he breaks his leg but if he does not have something that alters the rest of his I you know I probably shouldn't hate on the guy as much as I do I for those of you who don't know Dak Prescott went to Mississippi State he was a he was the, the shiz, I guess you could say, when Mississippi State, you know, had a good record not too long ago. Last time they had a good record, Dak Prescott was their quarterback. And, you know, come to think of it, they've just been going downhill since then. <laughs> if you're a Mississippi State fan, you probably already hate me. But nonetheless, Dak Prescott, good, seems like a good guy, uh, a quarterback. I give him a hard time because he asked for a ridiculous amount of money, which... You know, in the grand scheme of things, it probably really isn't a ridiculous amount of money. It's just the fact that, I don't know, I guess maybe my mind has changed a little bit about how uh, people get paid over the past year and a half. But that's a different story. But it's like, if this guy's pretty much trying to ask for more money than Tom Brady. Now, mind you, I sound like a D-rider because I said I got him on my fantasy league. And I'm sticking up for him now. But let's just be honest. Uh... After what happened last season, I mean, you can't give me an excuse for 31 other teams. That's the thing. Like, Tom Brady was went to a new team, a whole completely different franchise, and decimated. I mean, he LeBron James did. I mean, of course, 
he got he got to get in there and they got to pick some players. They got to add some players to the team, but so what? So what? He went from one year, he went from one team, and he went to another team and won the Super Bowl. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I guess I'm pretty sure that uh, Peyton Manning did that too, but I don't know if it was in the first year. Uh, but nonetheless... Yeah, uh, so Tom Brady, of course, and his Buccaneers. You know, I didn't take the time to look, but I wonder if Gronkowski is back. You guys would know if you're watching the game. Uh, you know, I know he was there last year, and he got his ring. But, you know, I guess really, it only matters so much, man. People talk about how, people talk about how there's, uh, you know, very few things to be excited about these days. That's not entirely true. I mean, I think there's plenty of things to be excited about. We just choose to not get excited about them. And for some reason, I have told myself that I'm going to try to force myself at least to get excited about NFL football this year. Uh, because last year, I'm not going to lie, with the exception of doing the podcast that I do, Organic Poison, a new episode airs here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, but that was like pretty much the thing that I had to really look for. I have a wife and a child. But it's like, especially when the pandemic was at its peak, it's just like, man, I, there's not a lot of stuff. I mean, they had football, but it wasn't the same. We had UFC fights, which that was a good time to kind of zone out and not have to worry about work and mundane things like the world perishing around us. Uh, but I said, you know what? I'm going to get excited about NFL football. I'm not excited about college football. I'm an LSU fan, and if you know anything about being an LSU fan, it is darkness it is it is we are back to the days of the dark we are in the elephant graveyard uh which you know i don't know maybe not but it seemed like joe burrow was like a a gift from god for us because it's not like i mean i don't know it's not like we we just sucked forever but it's like it, we always came up short yeah We lost our first game too. 27 to 38 to UCLA. I don't even know if UCLA is ever ranked, by the way. First game, starting out the season, hard L right there in the middle of the season. I mean, in the beginning of the season. That's depressing. That's hard to get used to, man. It's not something, it's not something that anyone wants to experience. Especially as a sports fan. I mean, damn, dude. Like, and it's like the Saints. I'm worried. I'm worried about the Saints, man. <laughs> the Saints are my team, but Jesus Christ. I don't know what we're going to do. We it, we literally are all holding our breath. All Saints fans are holding their breath. Like, I don't know. I, it, I can't decide whether or not last season, which we knew was Drew Brees' last season. So, I, you know, I, I kept up with it a little bit. But, uh... Like, it was like you were holding your breath the whole time. Anytime that he was on the field, you're like, oh my God, please don't hit him that hard. Because you knew that, like, this, this is his last year, and also, he is a frail being. He's taking too many hits. So, Drew Brees is gone, right? <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. We should have kept Teddy. I don't know. Everybody says that this Winston dude is pretty good. I know that uh, Homeboy is starting, but everybody says that the, the Winston Churchill or whatever his name is, he is a pretty good uh, quarterback. Mind you, I've, I've never actually watched him be a quarterback. 
You know, I mean, I guess I have at some point because they say he played for Tampa, but like I never knew who he was before he came to New Orleans. I had heard his name, so we'll just have to see. But my homeboy Jack Trim says that uh, he is the boy. He is the goat. So not the goat. He definitely doesn't say he's the goat, but he does speak very highly of him. Uh, nonetheless, the Saints are in for it, and LSU sucks. So yeah, if you're a, if you're a fan of either one of those two teams uh i'm 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 pretty sure i'm crying with you um (laughs) i'm not hating um anyway i feel like i've said um more times than jen saki does so i'm getting to uh being too long so what i'm going to do is i'm going to play a few more songs for you and when we come back in a few minutes i'm going to talk to you guys about Money, money in the Middle East, not really. Not, well, yeah, actually, it's two things. Sports and money in the Middle East. Hope you guys are ready to rage. Tell your friends that you're listening. Within. That band has got to be among some of the craziest, like, one of the craziest concerts I have definitely ever been to was a Whitechapel show. Now, I, I'd say that the reason why I say that is because when we went, we drove all the way to Tennessee to see Whitechapel and the Devil Wears Prada. Now, mind you, this was quite some time ago, so this would have been a, a, a pretty damn valuable concert to happen to be a part of, to get to go to. Uh, it was at a skate park. There was a couple hundred people there. Oh, Maylene played. Uh, I don't know if you know who any of these bands are, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, so... Whenever we went to this show, we had no idea what we were getting into. Now, this was... I was young. I was 14, maybe 15. And this was, like, the first, like, time I ever saw people, like, beating down on each other. Like, I want to say that I had seen it, like, going to shows and there's, like, one or two guys that are, like, just, you know, obviously, you know, there's a handful of people who are slam dancing, if you will, but most people are not trying to just be pricks and, like, like crowd kill, smash people in the crowd. They're just wanting to dance. Anyway, it sounds cheesy now, being so removed from it, but, uh, yeah, so... This place had like probably 40 of these dudes that were all just beating the dog shit out of everybody on the side of the crowd. And they were like, it turned into one of these things where they were about to fight each other. Like they were like, it was like gangs. Like, like slam dancing gangs. Now I want you to, I want you to step back for a second. And if you have any kind of knowledge of like the culture in which I'm referring to, okay, you get it. But think about how that sounds to somebody who is not from that culture and has no idea, like, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but anyway, these, so these guys, they're all, you know, raging and beating the shit out of each other. So, of course, I am not going to show the moves that I learned on MySpace two days before then. Uh, so, oh my gosh. Something is going awry with my cellular device. Just kidding. It's not. Um, yeah, so I stood at the top of one of the ramps and watched the show. 
Well, when Maylene was playing, it was crazy, man. Dallas Taylor got up on top of the, uh, you know, the speakers, did that whole thing, and jumped off into the crowd. Well, in the middle of Maylene's set, there was a guy who came to the front of the crowd, and he said, I've got something to say, I've got something to say. You know, and he, he climbed up onto the stage, and Dallas was like, you know, he was always seemed like a pretty chill guy. So he's like, all right, man, what you got to say? <laughs> you know, like, whatever. This dude went through all this trouble to get on stage in between songs and start talking shit. Uh, I think he had actually been up front talking shit for a hot minute, and Dallas probably was tired of listening to him. So he's like, come on up here, buddy, make a fool of yourself. And he did. He was definitely on acid or something. He was not drunk or just smoking weed. This dude was out of his gizzard. But the reason why I'm telling you this was because his story he went on and went on and went on about was like, you're all turning into robots. Like, none of you are able to believe anything that you want to believe. And it's like all this crazy stuff. And you got to think this was like 12 years ago. Like, it was a long time ago. Anyway. Uh, no, this would have been longer than 12 years ago. So... Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, so these guys be, went, con, continued to beat the shit out of each other because Whitechapel came out. When Whitechapel came out, dude, which this concert was in Tennessee, so it had to have been within like a handful of miles from their hometown too. And it was a big tour. Like I said, there was a couple hundred people there, and the Devil Wears Prada was headlining. And uh, Whitechapel had just released their second like massive album, their first album on uh, Metal Blade Records. But, uh, I don't know. I didn't know anything about their music. I had only heard of them briefly. I was there strictly to see Maylene and the, uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I'm pretty sure Gwen Stacy opened. But, um, yeah, so, and I watched, man, I watched these people literally just sit out there and just fuck these kids up. Just bam, 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 bam. They just beat, in these, and they just took it. And they are like, it's okay. You can hit me. It's like, I remember there being like one or two guys like that, and there was always somebody's like chody boyfriend that showed up that like didn't know nothing about the scene, and he would get smacked, and like he'd be ready to go to war with one of these dudes that like smacked him. Or like just because these guys are out here swinging their arms and shit, he's like ready to go. Like he wants to either get the fuck out of there or he wants to fight one of them. He's, he's like itching to fight. He wants to go step away from the parking, uh, excuse me, from the stage at the Western Truck Stop. He wants to walk away from there real quick and call his boys and be like, you ain't going to believe this shit. You are not going to believe this shit. Dude, they're all out here swinging their fucking arms and shit. Like, you can't, rah, rah, rah. You can't understand a word they're saying. You cannot, dude. You got to get, call up Timmy and Gerald and Joey Bean and y'all come on out here. This shit is crazy, dude. Yeah, man, fucking wild. But then somebody like me or, you know, one of my friends will come out there and talk to them, and they'll be like, oh, you're human. <laughs> so them skinny jeans, they don't cut off your circulation to your brain, do they? How are you going to have babies with fucking skinny jeans like that? I'm telling you, they got them all. They have every single type of person that goes to those type of events. But anyway, when there's someone slam dancing, if you will, they freak out, man. People, it's, 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 it's not normal to watch people just get battered over the head and be totally cool with the fact that that's happening. It was shocking to me, and because there were so many people doing it. But I guess then it made sense to me that, like, big scenes, like, are bigger places where they have, you know, actual 
people in cultures and subcultures, they probably have more than two people at a show that are actually dancing. <laughs> Slam dancing, that is, for those of you who are keeping notes. Uh, which, you know, it's probably a few of you, maybe a lot of you. Who am I to assume? Um, but I have right here uh, something. I think I'm going to start making this a segment. To those of you who don't know, I think I'm going to start making this a segment. Because um, I've done it before, and it really is pretty good, especially when you can get people to you know join in on the calls. Um, I'm going to ring off some of these would-you-rathers, um, because I like to talk about them. Uh, would you rather have to tell your best friend or boyfriend... Okay, would you rather have to tell your best friend for committing a crime? Okay, we're not doing that one. Uh, hang on, let's see. Okay, would you rather have would you rather have to use cheese flavored toothpaste or ham scented deodorant? Uh, probably the ham deodorant, which is disgusting. Ham deodorant that is so nasty. Okay, uh, yeah, these are better ones. Would you rather kill one innocent near-death person or three people in middle age who have committed violent crimes? You have to kill them all yourself. I'm probably going to kill the middle-aged people who have committed violent crimes. I mean, to be fair, if you've committed a violent crime... Oh, shit, I don't know, though. Would you rather kill one innocent near-death person or three people? I'm just going to opt out and say I'd rather not kill anyone. <laughs> Would you rather be incredibly rich but have a bad reputation? Or be liked by everyone but be forever poor? Damn. I don't know, man. This says questions that are impossible to answer, and that to me is really tough to say. Would you rather? I'm going to repeat it one more time. Would you rather be incredibly rich but have a bad reputation, or or be liked by everyone but be forever poor? I don't know if the grammar is correct on that, but it's kind of a tongue twister. I don't know. I feel like if I was liked by everyone, then I wouldn't have to have all the money in the world. Like, I mean, how poor is poor poor? How poor is forever poor? That sounds like a, a dark hole nobody wants to go down. But, I mean, forever poor? That sounds rough, man. Think about... Think about going from... I'm not saying I'm, I'm not rich to any degree now, but... Think about going from being like the poorest of the poor and going living your life to like 80 or 90 and still being poor. Like just just as poor as you were when you were born, when you came into this life. I don't know. That would really suck unless you were a pleasant person to be around. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you were if you were a pleasant enough person to be around, then you probably wouldn't have to be miserable that entire time. I mean, in all actuality, and I, of course, easy thing to say. I, somebody gives me that option, I'd probably be like, fuck what those people think about me. I will take the money. I will be okay. Because I guess if you have a bad reputation, it's one thing. But if the people who know you don't think you're a scumbag piece of shit, then who cares? <laughs> I mean, if it's like, hey, I mean, 
no new friends, am I right? <laughs> uh, uh, would you rather would you rather be able to have prevented World War II or have prevented influenza? This is the way this is the way I feel about that. Um, I would probably go with preventing I, I, I would probably go with preventing influenza. Reason being is because if you could pre- but see I, I don't I don't know. Preventing World War II, you are only going to stop one war. It was horrible, and it was tragic. But they have had wars since long before you and me were here, and they're going to have wars long after we're gone. I don't think that there will be a time on this planet. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too nihilistic, but I don't think there will be a time on this planet where wars will not be a thing. I don't know if it necessarily means that it will be as much of a travesty and like a mark on society as World War Two, but wars are war. A lot of wars have happened before, and I think there was a lot of things that were learned from World War Two. If we wouldn't have dropped that bomb, can you imagine how much war, more war like that there would have been since then? Which apparently, after this documentary I just started watching about 9/11, I'm learning about the Mujahideen. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I'm learning about the Mujahideen, and we pretty much it's all our fault <laughs> I mean I've always watched little clips about stuff and all this other stuff but literally I'm like five minutes in and I'm like oh well shit we paid and funded for everything that has ever happened in Afghanistan this dude was on here talking about how before we went over there because the Soviet Russians the Russians were expanding trying to take over parts of Afghanistan or in that area. So we loaded them up and gave them money. And this dude said, yeah, before uh, the Soviets were trying to get into Afghanistan, then nobody in America had ever heard of Afghanistan. It wasn't anything because that's when we started sending people over there and sending money over there. And we flooded them boys with the resistance, the Afghan resistance against the Soviets. That shit is crazy, man. That's wild. And here we are. <laughs> this is like 50 years later. Because this happened back in like the 70s or the 80s or something. I don't know, man. The more you hear, the more you learn and you look into the U.S. government. Jeez. Oh, right. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would prevent uh, influenza, though. Because influenza is one of those things that... I mean, obviously, the only good side from that is the fact that I think that, you know, we wouldn't, or the only bad side would be that we wouldn't have learned all the things that we probably learned from influenza with testing and all this other, you know, good jazz. Like, we probably have had a lot of things that have benefited from the fact that influenza was a thing, which, mind you, I could be being incredibly insensitive. I don't know how many people it's killed, uh, and, like since it's existed but in the same breath you know war kills a lot of people too and we've learned a lot from influenza same thing goes with that though a virus is going to happen either way so which one would have killed less people which one would have killed more people influenza probably so there you go let's get rid of that and we'll just take our chances. And clearly, you know, influenza has existed for a long time, and we are still 
getting fucking viruses. So, I mean, some things are just unavoidable. It is what it is, though. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit more music, and I'll be sure to come back and tell you guys goodbye. Thank you so much. I will talk to you in a minute. Deviant Behavior Radio. This is Toxic Tunes and Trends. Raise a little bit of hell with your boy, Shane They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. (laughs) Okay. 